0: Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and he's for you. Here's today's message. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning in verse 13. I want you to check this out. I love, I love this part of scripture. It says, when God made his what? Come on, 11 a.m. Like We're, we're strong right now. Come on. There you go. When God made his promise. Anybody love promises? Come on. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham, somebody say received received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. That's so good. We understand what that means. I mean, this is awesome. We'll talk about it in just a moment. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, in which is it impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope. Somebody shout hope. hope. As an anchor. Somebody shout anchor. anchor. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. It is firm and secure. My goodness, how good is that? It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. I got a message today out of this passage that I want you to write down. If you're taking down notes, I hope you are on your phone, on a notepad. Uh, Leaders, DNA leaders, we know we take notes in service, but I want you to write this down. The subject is, I've got an anchor. I want you to shake five people around you. I want you to tell them, I've got an anchor. Oh, come on, but shake them up like real, real good and tell them, hey, I've got an anchor. We have an anchor for the soul. And out of those few verses, I want to share a message with you that's on my heart. And I hope this talk can help us. And uh, over the next 20, 25 minutes, we're going to lean in to what God has to say about an anchor for our soul. We've been talking about our soul, our inside, our interior state, where our mind, our will, our emotions. We said that as a church, as a community, we want to be better on the inside than we are on the outside. Uh, we're all for the outside. I pray that we all have six packs, eight packs, and you're great, and bank accounts are good, and marriage is great, but that only comes by having a strong inside. And we want to be strong on the inside, we want to be strong on our soul. That's why the Bible says, What good is it if we gain the whole world but lose our? Our soul. Our soul is important. So we've been looking at the soul for the past three weeks. This is our fourth week and got about two more weeks to go. And I hope you bring somebody. Maybe you know somebody that's going through a tough time in their soul, in their mind, their will, their emotions. And we're hoping this series can help all of us out. Because if God wants to do big things through us at the rest of 2017, we need to start off strong on the inside. Amen. Come on, let's close our eyes, bow our head, and let's ask God to bless this time. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for this uh, Sunday morning, God, where we can gather together. God, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for the 92 lives that decided to get baptized last week. God, that's new life. God, that's uh, 92 people that you're doing something in their soul, God. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for embrace, and thank you for all the survivors that we can help out and get them clothing and food, and God, I'd be able to put them back up on their feet because of purpose and plans that you have. Their past does not determine their future, God. Thank you that as a church, as a community, we can all be a part of this, God. Thank you for what you're going to do here today. I thank you already for the lives that you're beginning to heal, for the eyes that you're opening, for the heads that you're lifting up. Thank you that there's always hope in the house of God. There's always grace in the house of God. Thank you that we can always hold on to you, God. I pray that you would bless. This time together. God, right now we pray for Winwood that is having service. God, we pray that you would the same atmosphere, faith, and spirit that is here would be over there that you would heal, save, and deliver. As we believe you're doing something awesome with our city campus, God, and the best is yet to come over there as well. And God, I believe that the best is yet to come also for the Miami Heat as they're 10-0. God, we're going to the playoffs and then to the championship. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Amen. Come on, living name. All God's people say. Amen. Come on, can you give God a big, big shout of praise? Come on. About eight months ago, uh, maybe it was August or, or September, Um, We decided to go on a fishing trip. We were invited by Lewis. Lewis is right here. I love Lewis. He's an incredible fisherman, and uh, he had been telling us for a while, hey, I want to take you fishing, and so we went on his boat down to the Keys. We had an awesome time. Uh, It was on a Saturday, and um, it was awesome. We went over there. He said he's a spearfisher. I had never, anybody into spearfishing? A few people? Let me see. A few people. Okay, I had never been spearfishing, didn't know a lot about it, so he invited me and Pastor Hedda to go spearfishing with him, and we said, okay, we're going to go. The first time is to learn and to look and to see how he does it this guy is a he has iron lungs he goes down into the water and stays down there for what it, I mean, apparently it looks like three four five days down there in the water and it was just amazing to see I had never done it I had always gone fishing with uh you know off a bridge or going yo-yo everybody remember that uh but but I had never gone spear fishing. <laughs> and yo-yo was the best and uh So he's like, hey, I want you to come. I'm going to teach you guys how to spear fish. I want you guys to check this out. And we said, oh, awesome. We woke up earlier that Saturday. They go down there. Little did I know it was almost the end of my life that day. As we jumped into the water, we got on the boat. We went out to the middle of the ocean. He said, Alex, I want you to jump in the water with me, and I want you to swim above me as I swim underneath and look for fish. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. looking for fish underneath. I look for fish on the top. Either I fish them or I go to the supermarket and I pick them. But... He's like, no, this. Guy, I mean, Lewis, you are gifted. He goes down. I saw him go down, probably for about two minutes. Wrestled the fish under a rock, pulled it out by his gills, and came up out of the water holding it in his hands, alive. Aquaman, right here in service. It was amazing. And uh, so one time he jumps in. He says, Alex, jump with me and look at me from the top as I'm down there looking for some fish. And I said, oh my god, this is amazing. Jump in. I'm swimming above him. Um, The boat, he decided not to anchor it. He said, no, just don't don't anchor it. Head, I'm going to teach you how to drive the boat. (laughs) He says, I I want you to stay around us. And when we come up, just I'm going to teach you how to put the engine in forward motion and then slowly come next to us so that we can climb into the boat. (laughs) very bad idea. Um, (laughs) Let's just say had a strong, strong thing in his life is not to drive a boat. Um, Jumped in the water. I'm swimming over Lewis. He's swimming down there for what seems to be an eternity. And how many of you know, as you're going in the water, you lose sight of where the boat is. I mean, you're just going. You're just swimming. You're just, and I'm following him, and I'm seeing him catch four or five fish. I mean, this guy is a beast. He's grabbing the fish and putting them in his body suit. He has like ten fishes all over him, and I'm just like, oh my god, hey, this is amazing. And uh, all of a sudden, we pop up. I look up and I look to the boat. The boat is far away at a distance. And Lewis pops up. He's like, okay, where's Heda? Hedda, come get us. And <laughs> Heda put the boat in full forward motion. And that boat got up out of the water like this and it looked like a speed racer boat was coming on top of us. And uh, almost lost our lives right there that Saturday. And almost he couldn't get around us. He kept going back and forward and back and forth. We had to duck under the boat a couple times. And uh, it was like, my God, stop the boat. Just stop. We'll swim towards you. And uh, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, it was just, I'll never forget that day. And uh, so the next time we stopped to go spearfishing, he said, I'm just going to throw an anchor. How many know that life is a lot like an ocean, and sometimes the storms, the winds, and the rain can make us drift away from God's purpose and calling in our life, and if we don't have an anchor, we can end up so far away, sometimes it's tough to get back. And so we all need an anchor for our soul. We started talking about our soul. And we said that our soul is where our mind, our will, and our emotions are. How's your soul? We've been asking this question for the past four weeks. How are you doing on the inside? How's your marriage? How am I doing? How are my mind, my will? We said that all of us have a soul. We all have a soul in this place. We all have what Bible calls the heart, the soul, the emotions, the mind, the will. How are you in your soul? So we started talking about the soul. Last week we actually said that sometimes our soul leads us feeling weird and surprised. We said that sometimes our feelings are up and down. Remember, we said that our soul can leave us disturbed. So we said, what do we do? We said we question our feelings. We say we speak to our soul and then we focus on his face. Anybody remember that? That was last week. What happens when your soul on the inside is surprising you and it, it leaves you all over the place? But then on top of that, what happens when you're not well on the inside and on top of that, you're facing a storm on the outside? What happens when everything is coming against you? How many of you know that's life and life is going to hit you hard? Oh, you're going to go to the doctor and you might get a report you never wanted to get. Like, Henry, you might go to the doctor and, and you might receive this report that leaves you like, what in the world am I going to do? Six months, eight months left? What, what am I going to do? You might, you might get some papers from your husband or from your wife. A divorce, really? I wasn't expecting this at this stage in my life. My finances really, life will hit us all at one point or another. So our souls, they need an anchor. Our souls need a stabilizing agent. I wonder if your soul this morning has an anchor. I'm looking at myself and I'm saying, does my soul has, has, does it have an anchor? Does it have something to stabilize it when the winds and the waves and the rain comes? When life surprises me, all of us, life is going to surprise us one day. It's called life. God never promised us a safe flight, but he did promise us a safe landing. Yeah. But he said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I'm with you. What do we do then when life comes with storms? And many of us, we want to have big faith. And we say, well, Alex, I'm a big believer. I'm I'm believing that I have big faith, that God can do big things. Well, if you want to have big faith, you're going to have to go through big fights. And the last thing that we want in life is big fights. We say, Alex, uh, I I want to have big faith and I want to believe God, but I don't want to go through the hard stuff in life. But life is going to throw hard stuff at you. And it's the big fight that is going to lead you to have big faith. And so when big fights come, we don't cower down, we don't shrink, we don't say I'm throwing in the towel. Many of us now know that when the big fight comes, oh, my God, that's just going to feed big faith. I'm believing that I have a big God, and so I'm going to have big faith and believe that through the big fight, God is with me. He's not against me. He's on my side. Some of you may be facing a big fight this morning. I'm here to tell you it's the big fight that's going to produce big faith. Come on, is anybody ready to go through some fights and say, you know what, I'm going to believe through the storm, through the wind, through the wave, through the rain, that I have a big God that's on my side, and anchor of my soul. I will not cower. I will not throw in the towel. I'm going to stand up on my feet. The big fight will produce big faith. I want big faith for my soul. I'm going to have to go through some testing. I'm going to have to go through some storms. I'm going to have to go. Th- what, what are you going through this morning? What, what do we do? When the waves appear bigger than life itself, what do we do when when we get that that, that news that just leaves us sideways? I mean, do we we shrink down? Do we we throw in the towel? I believe that God has provided us an anchor. Come on, somebody say, I've got an anchor. Oh, come on, God has provided us an anchor. How many know it is unshakable? It is unbreakable. It is an anchor for our soul. If you don't know this morning, you got an anchor for your soul. You got an anchor. Maybe you walked in. Saying, life has let me unbalance. Maybe you walked in saying, Alex, I don't know what to do. I'm about to give up hope. The Bible says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Come on, is anybody glad he's given us an anchor? An anchor. And so we read the Bible and we, we're talking about Hebrews and Hebrews here. There's a writer that is talking to a Jewish audience. You have to understand, many believe it was Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews. It's never been confirmed, but I believe it's Paul. Paul is writing mostly to a Jewish audience. Now, you have to understand the crowd that he's talking to were Jewish people who started putting their faith and their trust in Jesus. You have to understand this is huge for them. These are people who decided to say Jesus is the Messiah. These are people who decided to say all the Old Testament prophets, what they prophesied is Jesus. Jesus is the son of God, the promise of God. He is the glory of God. So they're taking a big leap of faith to say Jesus is the one. So these are the type of people he's writing to. Now, why you say, well, why, why is that a big deal? Because as Jewish people, when they put their faith in Jesus, that's a big step to take. And all the people around them start to say, wait a minute, you're trusting Jesus? I thought you were Jewish. So what happens is they start getting abandoned by family, friends. They start losing relationships. Some of them were run out of their homes. Some of them were run out of town. You have to understand they start getting persecuted for their faith. Maybe somebody in here is like, I got persecuted too. My neighbor made fun of me. That's not persecution. (laughs) Some of them got literally beat to death because they believed in Jesus. Some of them are saying, hey, hey, this is tough. I put my faith and my trust in Jesus, that he is the son of God, and now I'm facing all these hard times. Now I'm facing some storms in life. And so what happens is a lot of them started turning their back on Jesus and started going back to their old ways. Oh, come on. Some of us, we're going to act all cute on Sunday morning, but the truth is when it gets hard, we've thought about turning our back on Jesus. And we say, oh, my goodness, it was easier the way I used to live because ever since I started following God, I've lost some friends. I've lost some family. People are saying I'm all weird, that I go to church all the time, that I'm all religious, that I'm all fanatic. Listen, it's okay. You don't have to share your dream with everybody. You don't have to share your salvation and say, listen, if God saved me, I understand what he saved me from. I'm going to keep telling you about Jesus. If you don't like it, if you don't like my new direction, I got purpose. I got calling. I'm anointed. He picked me. I'm going to keep going. This is too difficult. I'm going back to what I used to believe in. And so what Paul's trying to tell them is, hey, don't go back. Don't go back. If you read through the book of Hebrews, it's an amazing book. Uh, Throughout the entire book, he's trying to tell them, don't go back because what you're going back to is a lesser form of Jesus. He's saying, you're going back to all the law, you're going back to the prophets, you're going back to Moses, you're going back to the Old Testament. He goes, you have to realize Jesus is better than the law, Jesus is better than the prophets, Jesus is greater than Moses. Moses pointed to Jesus, the Red Sea pointed to Jesus, the prophets pointed to Jesus. So he's trying to get them to understand through the whole book, don't give up on God. Two things that the writer of Hebrews is trying to get them to understand. Number one, he's trying to get them to understand that Jesus is the Son of God that Jesus is the one. He's saying, don't don't turn back. Don't go back now. Some of us have thought about turning back. I'm telling you this morning, let's not go back. Don't turn your back on the one who's never turning his back on you. Isn't it crazy? God turned his back on the Son of God, on Jesus, so that he would never turn his back on you and me. At the cross, he deserted Jesus for a second so that through Jesus, you and I would be righteous and he would never turn his back on us. Let's not turn our backs. And number two, he said, hey, don't add anything else to Jesus. A lot of them were saying, well, well, if I'm getting persecuted for my faith, for believing in Jesus, then I'm going to add something else. I'm going to believe in something else. You ever heard people say, well, I'm not really Christian. I'm, I'm a spiritualist. I love spiritualism. Well, what does that mean? Well, I believe in all things. You know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in everything else. This tree. I also believe in the leaves. I also believe in the squirrels and I also believe in everything. And he's saying, listen, don't add nothing. He's saying Jesus plus nothing equals everything. You don't have to add more to it. Jesus is enough. Even when it gets tough, Jesus is the anchor for your soul that will sustain you, that will keep you. And he's saying, Jesus is enough. I'm going to look for something else to believe in. No, no, Jesus is enough. Just because it gets tough, we don't quit. And so he's saying, hold on. And so we get to chapter 6, and there he, he begins to give them Old Testament imagery. You have to understand these are Jewish people. They understand what he's talking about. So he says, hey. Remember, God made a promise to Abraham. And he says to Abraham, he says, I will bless you and all your descendants. I want you to know, if you don't know, all of us fall under Abraham's descendants if we believe in Jesus. So he's saying, I will bless you and I will bless all your descendants. All of us in here are blessed because of the promise that God made to Abraham. That's why when we were little in Sunday school, we used to sing this song called, Father Abraham Had Many Sons. Anybody remember that? Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had father. Father There you go. Come on, is anybody glad that we're included in the blessing of God? And so, God made a promise to Abraham, and and the writer of Hebrews is reminding him, hey, There's a promise that God made to your father Abraham, and he says on top of a promise, God made an oath, and he swore to bless you. So God not only gave you a promise, then he swore to bless you. You have a double word from God, and God is not a man to lie. He said he will bless you, he will keep you, he will sustain you. I just don't have a word. I just don't have a promise. I have an oath from God. Is anybody glad that God is not a man to lie, that God does not go back on his word, that God is faithful to complete everything he does? Saying, I've given you a promise, and I've given you an oath. And he's saying, I will bless you. And he says, it's by these two things, what we just read, it's by these two things that now you have a hope as an anchor for your soul. Whoa, I have a promise and an oath that is a hope for the anchor of my soul. When life gets tough, I have an anchor of the soul. When life doesn't make no sense, I have an anchor of the soul. wonder if you have an anchor. I wonder if this morning you're in here and you're saying, I have an anchor for my soul. What is your anchor? Maybe a lot of you, you came in here this morning and you're saying, I have an anchor. Oh, I have this anchor for my soul, for my life, for my family. I have an anchor, but you got to make sure what your anchor is. So three things I want to share really quick. Number one, as strong as our anchor is, is as strong as our soul will be. As strong as your anchor is, is as strong as your soul will be. What's the anchor of your soul this morning? A lot of us were saying, I have an anchor. An anchor is, you know, an anchor is my bank account. I've set my life up so that the day that I retire, I'm going to retire with a lot of funds. I'm going to retire with a lot of investments. and I got trust funds, mutual funds, um, all kinds of funds, funds, funds. And uh, you're saying I'm pretty good. I try to set up my life so that when something happens, these funds will hold me up. And I think that's great. I'm all for it. Set yourself up for a future. But, but I don't know if these funds can really be the anchor of our soul. Well, I mean, I also got a house that I've, I almost got paid off, and this house, it's an anchor for me because it, it keeps me sustained. I know even when tough times, I, I'm, I'm almost an owner of property, and I own real estate, and, and so this is an anchor for my soul. I got this car. You should see this car. It's 2020. I know they haven't even come out yet, but this car is beautiful, <laughs> and this, this car is an anchor for my soul, and I, th- I think all those things are great. I think all those things are awesome, but if our anchors can be shaken, then our soul can be shaken. If you're going to have an anchor in your life, make sure it's an anchor that is unshakable. And so one day we all went, uh, you know, through the horrible financial crisis that happened years ago. And you will see that it doesn't matter how strong your funds are, how strong your house is, how strong your car is. If it can be shaken, your soul can be shaken. So make sure you have an anchor that is unshakable, unbreakable, and make sure it's an anchor for your soul. What's the anchor? As strong as your anchor is is as strong as your soul. So the day that your anchor breaks, your soul will break. Oh, come on, I've been there. We've put our trust in things before, and the minute they go down, our soul goes down. For example, there's people who say, well, I got an anchor. My anchor is it's, it's my family anchor, you know? It's my, it's my mom, it's my dad, it's my brother, it's my sister, it's, it's, it's my sons, my daughters, it's, it's my people around me, it's, it's my wife, my boo, my, my sugar thing, my, 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 you know, I just love her, I love her, he loves me. Oh, you know, it's my wife, my husband, it's, that's my anchor. And as long as my boo, my thing is with me, I'm going to be all right. Well, uh, you got to understand, if your soul is anchored to another soul that can break, that can break down, that has fragments and that has holes, then your anchor will go down as well. That's why we have people that anchor themselves to another soul. And the minute that person lets them down, they're all over the place because they put their hope in somebody that can also lose hope. Uh, you need to put your hope in somebody that is unbreakable, that will sustain you, that will hold you in the middle of the storm. Your wife may walk out on you. Your husband may walk out on you. Kids may fail. Family may fail. The bank may fail. But there's one that never fails. Come on. He's the unbreakable hope, the anchor of our soul. Why are you depressed? My boo left me. My boo left me. And so we put our anchors on all these things. You have to make sure your anchor. You know what I love about the anchor of the soul that we got in Jesus is that he's going to make sure none of us are ever shaken. Oh, come on. How many know the wind is going to blow and the rain is going to fall? But as long as you got Jesus as the anchor of your soul, you will not shake. You will not break. How do you know that, Alex? That's what the Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 55. If we could put this up, it says this. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you, he will never let the righteous be, oh come on, he will never let the righteous be, you will not be shaken if you put your trust on him. You will not break if you put your trust on him. Come what may, come hell out high water, let the financial crisis hit. You will stand on the rock that is Jesus, you have an anchor for your soul, and you're saying, come what may, the righteous will not be shaken. If your anchor can be shaken, your soul will be shaken, but if your anchor is unshakable, your soul is unbreakable. What are you standing on? What is it that you are standing on? What is the anchor for your soul? That's why many people look at believers and they say, I don't get it. How do, you, how do you guys have so much joy all the time? How do you keep it all together when you're going through a divorce, when you just lost your job, when your kids are all over the place, and you just got to answer because I have this hope as an anchor for my soul that it doesn't matter what I go through. He's for me. He's on my side. I will not be shaken. Come on, can somebody give God a big shout of praise? An anchor? Uh, Some of us are like, an anchor? I don't want an anchor. An anchor sounds cute and looks cute, and uh, I'll put one in my house. But an anchor, I don't know about an anchor, because an anchor means we have to stay put in the middle of a storm. We don't want something to keep us in the middle of a storm. We want something to get us out in the middle of a storm. Number two, write this down. The anchor may not get us out, but it will always hold us through. A lot of us want to get out of tough situations. A lot of us right now, I've been there. I've been in the middle of a storm, and I'm like, help me, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, can you get me out of this one? Come on, anybody in here, you face something tough, and you're saying, I don't want to face this. I don't want to go through this. This is the last thing. God, where are you? Hello, I'm calling you, 911. Hello, God, where are you? I don't see you. Can you get me out? But he promised that he would be an anchor, that he may not get us out, but he'll always get us through. When the storms come, we cannot quit when the waves come. Do not quit on the waves when you were meant to walk on the waves. So the first thing we want to do is quit on the waves and say, I'm going through this tough time. I want us to get out. We don't want an anchor for the soul. What we want is a helicopter for the soul. <laughs> We've all done this. We've all done this. Oh, I don't want to go through this storm. This is too tough. Oh, losing my job, losing my wife, losing my husband, losing my kid. This is too tough. I want to get out. I want to get out. But Jesus says, take heart in this world, you will have trouble, but I am with you always. We have an anchor that even when life doesn't make sense, that even when the waves are bigger than we ever imagined, he's an anchor that will hold us through. You want to get out? You want to get out? You're saying, I can't take this. And he's saying, listen, hold on. I'm the anchor for your soul. May have to go through some winds, may have to go through some rains, may have to face some waves, but I promise to hold you. This morning, I don't know how you walked in, don't know what you're facing, but he promised to hold you. And I'm not talking as somebody who has it all together. I'm not talking as somebody who doesn't doubt. I've been there. I've doubted. I've feared. And I've asked God to take me out. And I said, God, can you please pick me up, God? <laughs> take me out of this one. But he's taught me that he's with me always. And teaching me still. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus is with his disciples. And they just finished talking to people and Praying for people and telling people about the kingdom of God. And it says that he tells the disciples, hey, I want all of you to get in a boat and meet me on the other side. Uh, I'm going to go pray and I'll meet you on the other side. Get on this boat and go to the other side. Matthew chapter 14. It says the disciples, they all get in a boat and they start traveling to the other side. And as they start traveling to the other side, what happens? A storm breaks out. The disciples were always caught in a storm. They were like in two or three storms. And they were in the middle of the storm. And it's not just any storm. It's a bad storm. And so what happens, all of a sudden the waves begin to go up, the rain begins to go down, the wind begins to blow, and they begin to fear. Have you ever felt fear in the middle of life? Come on, all of us sitting here, I think fear is one of the worst things ever. They start to fear in the middle of the storm. They're like, where's Jesus? Oh, my God, Jesus always does this. He sends us off in of the boat, and a storm breaks out. What is he trying to do? <laughs> Jesus, where are you? Jesus, get us out of this storm. Jesus, where are you? How many of us have been in the middle of the storm? And we say, why, God? Another storm. Get me out of this storm. I can't go through something else. And so they're all crying. They're wondering where Jesus is. The storm is raging, and all of a sudden they see what they think is a ghost. How crazy is the Bible, and how crazy is God that on top of a storm, he sends a ghost? (laughs) What looked like a ghost to them. You're already going through a bad situation, and now on top of that, add another bad situation. Have you ever gone through one issue, and you're not even through that issue, and now you're saying, God, something else? Another thing, me and JP were talking about it this week. When it's not one thing, it's another. It's wave after wave. And sometimes it looks unfair. And sometimes we're like, are you serious? Imagine they were in the middle of a storm and now they see a ghost. If they were scared before, oh my God, now they're terrified. A ghost in the middle of a storm. That's bad. Have you ever been in your house and the wind is blowing and it looks like there's a hurricane outside? Imagine opening up the window and seeing a ghost. Pray for me right there. In Spanish, it's, you know, Juana and la hermana. If it's not one thing, it's another. (laughs) Have you ever felt like that? Like life is just one thing after another. And here they see this ghost. And as the ghost begins to approach, they see it's not a ghost. They actually see it's Jesus coming toward them. He's the anchor in the storm. Jesus is coming toward them. and, And Peter goes, Jesus, if it's you, call me out to you. I'll go out to you. First of all, Peter was crazy. What kind of prayer request is that? The Bible says Peter gets up out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water, which is really not the water. He walks on waves, not on water. Remember, there's a storm going on. Peter's walking on waves. You weren't meant to sink in the waves. You were meant to walk on the waves. Peter's walking on the waves toward his Savior, toward Jesus. And as he's walking toward Jesus, he begins to look around him and he sees that the waves are pretty high. And he sees that the wind is pretty strong. And as he focuses on the waves and on the water, he begins to sink. Remember the story? He begins to sink. And the Bible says that Jesus reaches out his arm. And Jesus reaches out his hand, grabs him by the hand, and pulls him up. And he says, Peter, why do you doubt? Peter, why do you doubt? Which, to me, is a pretty crazy question. It's like, well, I'm walking on waves. (laughs) Of course I'm doubting. Of course I'm doubting. I think... God is asking a lot of us this morning, why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? Why, why do you doubt? I'm, I'm with you. I'm here. I haven't left you. I'm, I'm by your side. Did, didn't I promise you that I would never leave you nor forsake you? Why, why do you doubt? If Peter doubted and he was seeing Jesus, how much more do we doubt when we can't see Jesus? May not get you out the storm, but he's going to get you through the storm. Why, why are you doubting? Some of us, we came in here this morning and you're doubting. You're doubting if God could, if God is, if God will. Peter was seeing Jesus and doubting. We don't see Jesus, so obviously we're going to doubt. Don't, Don't get down on yourself because you're doubting, but remind yourself that he's the anchor in the storm. The craziest thing about the anchor is that the anchor is best at work when it is unseen under the ocean floor. Are you going through a storm right now? you don't see god picture him underneath the ocean floor holding on to the rock that is jesus and he's holding on to your soul. number three our anchor may be unseen but it will never detach our anchor may be unseen but it will never detach are you worried are you stressed how's your soul in the middle of a storm are you saying alex i don't see god He's nowhere around me. I don't see that he's going to answer my prayer request. I don't seem to get better. I want to do better. But these storms just keep knocking me down. Where's the anchor? The anchor, he's at work. You may not see him, but he's at work. He's for you. He's on your side. The anchor's holding on. You know the beautiful thing about our anchor church? It's not that you're holding on to the anchor. The beautiful thing is that the anchor's holding on to you. Charles Spurgeon said, To hold on to the anchor, that's our duty. But the anchor holding on to us, that's our privilege. There's an anchor that's holding on to us, and he promised to never let us go. At times, we may let go of the anchor. At times, you may be facing some tough times in your marriage, in your relationship, in life, and you're saying, I'm letting go. I'm letting go of this anchor. I don't see the anchor. It's not working, but the anchor says, I will never let you go. I've got you. You're mine forever. I will hold on to you to the end of time. It may be unseen, but it will never detach. That's why Jesus says in John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30, he says, my sheep, they hear my voice and they will follow me. And then he says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. At times you may want to let go. Can I tell you, he will never let you go. At times the wind may be blowing. At times the rain may come down in your life, but he promised to never let you go you're going through a tough time this morning you're facing something hard he's not gonna let you go not gonna let you go put it this way church if not for jesus where will we go he looked at peter one time when everybody had left him jesus and he said peter are you gonna go too and he says where where am i gonna go jesus Where, where am i gonna go I'm going to go back to trusting the lottery. I'm going to go back to trusting my, my funds. I'm going to go back to trusting my car. I'm going to go back to trusting a person. I'm going to go back. I'm not saying not to trust people. I'm just saying, are you going to go back to fragmented things to hold your soul? Are you going to say, you know what? You're the only one. You're the only one. The writer of Hebrews says, our anchor, it is beyond the veil. It has gone down deep into the deepest place. It's holding us. What a beautiful anchor we have that when we want to give up, it still pulls us back. Some of us, we've been wanting to throw in the towel, I'm done with church, I'm done with connect groups, I'm done with everything. And I don't know if it's happened to you, there's been times in my life where I'm done, I'm just saying, ah, I don't even feel like going to church today. All of a sudden, I feel this anchor of my soul that's saying, no, no, come here, I've got you, I'm not letting you go, I'm drawing you close. It's the anchor that's pulling us upward and heavenward, it is the anchor of the soul. My prayer is that we would pray this this morning, that we would say, God, when the storms of life come, when the when my soul is about to be shipwrecked, when I'm drifting, when I'm sinking, when life doesn't make sense, oh God, be the anchor that pulls my soul back to you. I've got an anchor, and it's an anchor of my soul. God, don't let me don't let me drift too far. Don't let me go too far away. Don't let my don't let my eyes be taken off of you. You've gone beyond the veil. You're deep down, and you're holding on to the rock. It is a rock called Jesus. Pull me upward and pull me inward. That we will pray like David in Psalm 61, that he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That is my refuge. That is my tower. That is the place where I go. Lead me to the rock. Some of us this morning, we need to ask God, God, lead me to the rock, which is you. That my anchor would hold me, would sustain me, would remind me that you're with me, not against me, that you're for me, that even when life makes no sense, that even when I want to throw in the towel, that even when I want to give up, even when I'm questioning you, even when I'm doubting, I know that I'm meant to walk on waves and to trust in you that I've got an anchor of the soul. You got an anchor. You got an anchor of your soul. There's some people this morning that you came questioning, you came doubting, there's fear in your life. You've got an anchor. And he will never let you go. It's not about you holding on to him. It's that he's holding on to you. Whatever right. your eye closed, every head bowed for privacy and concentration. If you're here this morning, you're saying, Alex, that's me. I'm going through it. I'm going through a tough moment in life. Life makes no sense right now. Life is all over the place. I'm broken. My mind, my will, my emotions are up and down. and My soul is not well. My, my life is not, it's not together right now. I'm all over the place. God wants to remind all of us this morning, he's the anchor of our soul. He's got you. He's for you. He's with you. He's not against you. Alex, but I've let go of God so many, but he's never let you go may be unseen but it will never detach may look like he's gone but he's not he's holding on to you there's some people here this morning that God wants to give you strength God wants to open up your eyes God wants to lift up your head to remind you that he's with you It's an anchor of our soul we have this hope as an anchor of the soul I want to pray for some people here this morning are you tired? Are you about to give up? Are you about to throw in the towel? Are you saying, I have no idea? What is it? Is it kids? Is it your marriage? Is it finances? Is it disease? Is it illness? Is it, are the waves of life crashing down on you? And, and you're saying, Alex, I'm about to sink. I'm about to drown. I'm about to drift. I'm about to shipwreck. If that's you, at the counter, of three, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for people that are going through it. And they ought to be reminded that they have an anchor of the soul. With every eye closed, every head bowed, for privacy and concentration. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you are the anchor of our soul. We thank you that even when we've lost our grip, that even when we've lost sight, that even when we wanted to give up that even when we wanted to give in oh you're holding on to us this morning i pray for every hand lifted every life represented in this auditorium overflow on the internet on the radio hundreds of people that are saying i'm going through it I, I don't know my soul is all over the place god that we would be reminded that you care about our soul that you want our mind our will our emotions to know that there is an anchor a hope it goes beyond the veil that goes upward into heaven that is calling us home and is saying i'm never letting you go i've got you i know you're going through storms i know the winds are big and i know the waves are hard but i've got you i'm holding on to you and i'm never letting you go god i pray that you give people hope this morning open up every eye to get the revelation that you're for us that you're with us that you're the anchor that will never be broken will never be shaken you're not a man to lie or son of man to go back on his promises That you've given us a promise and an oath that you would be with us to the end of time. Pray for every home represented, every marriage represented right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you're for us. I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that your name has power. I thank you that your name is beautiful. I thank you that by your name, that anchor, you will sustain us. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, if you believe that, get up on your feet. Let's raise the lift of our hands. We're about to leave in a minute, but I want you to worship God for just a moment. Come on, let's lift up our hands. He is the anchor. Some of us, we need to worship right now. We need to put our eyes on him. Come on, he's the anchor of your soul. Come on, with every hand lifted, let's sing this out. What a powerful name. name of Jesus Christ. Come on, what a powerful name. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name. It is the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand again. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. You have no rival. You have no Come on, every hand lifted. Come on, every hand lifted across this place. Come on, church, let's lift up our hands. Let's worship him with all we got. Somebody shout, what a powerful name. What a powerful name. moment every eye closed every head bowed about to leave in just a moment if you're in here and you're saying Alex I don't have a relationship with God I'm far from God I've done some mistakes I'm full of shame or guilt or sin listen we're all sinners the Bible says nobody's perfect I'm not up here because I'm perfect I was far from God but God loved me so much that he came and he picked me up from where I was at are you feeling far from God are you feeling distant from God he's for you he loves you he's not mad at you he's madly in love with you the Bible says that sin separates us from God But God loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to come die for you and for me. The Bible says that Jesus came and he took your sin, my sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt. He went up on a cross and he died for our sins. The Bible says that he died as us. Then he went down into the grave for three days and after three days, he resurrected. Jesus is alive today. I believe that God is here and I believe he wants to start a relationship with so many people here. Whether you're in this auditorium, overflow, listening on the radio or watching online, God loves you. God wants to start a relationship with you today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, tomorrow's promise for no man. While every eye is closed, every head is bowed for privacy and concentration, I'm going to count to three. I believe hands are going to go up across this auditorium. If you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I'm sick and tired of following my own path. Maybe you think you're not ready for God. Listen, you will never be ready, but today is your day. He wants to start a relationship with you. He loves you. If you're saying, Alex, I need forgiveness of sins. I need a brand new start, a brand new beginning today's your day. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Hold it up long enough and high enough for me to see you, and then you can put it back down. Come on, with every eye closed, head bowed. If that's you, at the count of three, you raise your hand. One, two. 3 raise your hand amazing amazing come on lift it up high enough long enough i see you to my left god bless you 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 back there i see you god bless you god bless you god bless you here in the middle i see you god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you i see you bro god bless you good move to my right i see you back there god bless you god bless you awesome Anybody else, who raise your hand. You're saying, I'm making a decision to my right over here. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Anybody else, you raise your hand. You're saying, I need to make a decision to follow Jesus. All of you who raise your hand, I'm going to say a very simple prayer. We're talking to God. I believe he's here. And I believe that you're about to start a relationship with him. All you're doing is talking to God and saying, God, come into my life. I'm putting my faith and my trust in Jesus. A brand new start and a brand new life. In fact, we're all going to repeat it out loud with you together. Say this with, with me, the whole church. Say, Father thank you for today thank you for this opportunity i admit that i'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you jesus come into my life be my lord and be my savior from today on i will follow you all the days of my life i put my faith and i put my trust in you in jesus name amen and amen come on church can we give them all a hand Come on! We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.